This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good luck everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. I want to share with you something. This is the first time I'm saying this. Really something very fundamental. An observation of a great Goyen. His name is the Ridvaz. Ridvaz was one of the great commentaries on the Yushalmi. He lived in Slutsk. He was then a Rav in Svas, and he was in, actually in Chicago. And he talks about this conversation that takes place between Moshe Rabbeinu and Paroi. Where Paroi wants to know exactly, I'll let you go, but who exactly do you want to take with you? And Moshe Rabbeinu says, what do you mean, who do you want? And Paroi says, I'll let you know who you could take. You could take the men. And Paroi says, no, 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 we're not taking the men. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, we're taking our boys and we're taking our girls. And Pari said, no. What exactly is this dispute between Moshe Rabbeinu and Pari? says, the Ridvaz from here, we learn the fundamental importance of Jewish education for Jewish girls. Pari understood, if the men go out to the Midbar and they bring Karbanos and they learn and they re-energize, but the, but the girls are not on board. Klaus has no future. So Paris says, L'chuna hagvarim. But Moshe Rabbeinu, understanding the critical importance of Jewish education for young girls, says, Moshe Rabbeinu, Bevaneinu uvivnaiseinu neilech. This machloikis Moshe and Paroi was really a dispute regarding the importance of Jewish education for girls. I want to share with you a story a story that happened at a bris about 65 years ago. This was the grandson of Ramosha Chevroini. By the way, Ramosha was also a descendant of the Ger Rebbe. And it was literally a who's who of the G'dayle Yisrael. You had G'doylem there at, um, at this bris, a grandson of the altar of Slabotka, a grandson of the altar of Kelm, of the Slonim Rebbe, of the altar of Navardik, of the Chavetz Chaim. You name it, the Gada was there. And Ramosha, and Rabbi Cheskel Sarna gets up to speak and he, he knew how to stir the pot and he did. And he says, I want to pose a question to you. I want to ask you, in the last 100 years, who is the most influential person in the history of the Jewish people? And I know what you're thinking. Each one of you is thinking, oh, it was my grandfather, it was the Chafetz Chaim, it was the altar of Sabotka, it was the altar of Kelm, it was the altar of Nvarik. You're all wrong, it was none of them. And, uh, you know, it began to really stir things up. People said, sit down, why are you picking a fight? Why, why are you stirring things up? It's a bris milah, just keep quiet. And he went on and he said, not only that, the person who's responsible, who accomplished more in the last 100 years, never even learned to black Gemara. And at this point of time, like, it just broke down. People were, were angry. People wanted him to step down. And he said, by the way, when I tell you the answer, you'll all agree. And when he did, they did agree. And the answer was, Sarah Shner. She did more for Klal Yisrael than anybody in the last 100 years. That includes all the aforementioned G'day Yisrael. When you talk about chinuch to girls, we're not talking about something important. We're not talking about something critical. This is the very foundation of Klal Yisrael. You know, you have to be a little bit a student of history. Everybody knows in the last 100 years, there's been an explosion of the Torah world, the likes of which we've never seen in our history. 
We have never seen a yeshiva like Lakewood. We've never seen a mere yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael this size. Do you think it's a coincidence that the explosion of the yeshiva world coincided with the advent of the Beis Yaakov movement? No. What we're learning is, and when you go to school every day, you need to think. I'm literally building the very foundation of Klal Yisrael. Now, I heard a similar statement that Rav Aaron Cutler said that in the last 50 years or 70 years, there's an individual who did more for the formation of the Jewish people than anybody else. You know who he said? Rebetzin? Kaplan. And I was very incredulous because, look, I'm not a storyteller. I don't believe most of the stories. I used to go to a Victor Miller. He used to say 90% of the Gdom stories never happened. And he never even said this either. He never told me this either. No. So I'm not a, I'm not a storyteller. I don't really, so I wanted to verify the story. So I went to the farm store. I was asking around, did Rev, did Rev Aaron Cutler say this? Did Rev Aaron Cutler say Torah in America is because of Rebbe Zimbuchna Kaplan? So finally, Ari in this farm store told me, it's in the book. I said, which book? The book, the biography of Rebbe Zimbuchna Kaplan. So I don't have the book. So I, then I saw it was written by, you know who wrote it? Rebetzin, Danielle Leibowitz, who is the late wife of my Roshiva. So I, I, I know her. <laughs> I learned Yeshiva Chavetz Chaim. So the Roshiva married Rebetzin, uh, Danielle Leibowitz. She's actually been on some of my trips. So I called her up. I said, did Rabbi Aaron Cutler say this? She said, yeah, it's in the book. I said, what page? She said, I'll call you back. 20 minutes later, she called me back. It's on page 344. Rav Cutler knew that for Yiddishkeit to flourish in America, there has to be advanced learning, koila learning. And that's not going to be possible unless there's a Beisiyaka movement in America. So what Rabbi Cheskel Sarna said, Rav Aaron Cutler said it in this country. But what's interesting is, you know who knew this better than anybody? Paroi. Paroi said, L'chuna hagevarim, let the men go. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, no. Bivanenu uvivnaiseinu. This ain't happening unless it's bivanenu uvivnaiseinu. You know what Moshe writes? Everybody knows. Koisoimar. Come on, this is like the ABCs, right? Koisoimar. Lebeis Yaakov. Vesagei levnei Yisrael. So Moshe says, why Lebeis Yaakov? First, the same point. That without Lebeis Yaakov as the foundation, there's bechlal no Torah for Klal Yisrael. Paroi is the Yetzirah. And Paroi understood, you want to stop Klal Yisrael on their tracks? It's Koi, it's Lechuna HaGvarim. I remember when I was a Bachar, I used to, uh, I mentioned I used to go to a Victor Miller. So I grew up on, you know Flatbush? M and 31st. But Victor Miller is on, uh, what? Estor, R in Ocean Parkway. So I used to walk every Shabbos, uh, of Miller. So I remember he once made a statement. He says, all the Torah that we have today, every Blat Gemara, every Mishnah we learn, is because of one person. This person wasn't a Talmud Chacham. This person wasn't a Rosh Hashiva. And he said, uh, you all know the story. There was an ignoramus. His name was Akiva. He didn't, he couldn't read anything. And he's noticed by his master's daughter. 
the daughter of Kaaba Savua, and she sees something special about him. Even though he is an ignoramus, she sees dormant potential in him. She sees that he's capable of greatness. She sees that he has a certain nobility of character. And by the way, back in the day, to be a Tamil Chacham was a mark of aristocracy. So, Kaaba Savu said, you're going to marry this guy? It's an embarrassment to me. She disowned him. Yeah, we all know the story. She literally, he, he disowned her. He disowned her. He made a neder. You cannot get any benefit from my property. She literally had to pick out seeds from the, from animal refuse. He made a neder. And Akiva went to learn for 12 years. And without a discussion with her, he overhears, she's talking to some old man, and he says, why do you live like a, you know, a living almana? And she said the famous words, if he would go back for another 12 years, I would be very happy. He made an about face, he goes back to the yeshiva, and he comes back with 24,000 students. And she comes out to greet him, and the Talmudim want to stop her, and he says the famous words, Shali, V'shalachem, Shala. But shortly after, all 24,000 students, they died. Many say they were killed in the war in Betar. And what happened after that? Rabbi Kiva had nothing. He had nobody. And he went to Rabbi Sena Shabbat And he taught how many Talmidim? Five Talmidim. Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Lazar. Umehem, Torah, Yisrael. So Rabbi Miller said, all the Torah that Klal Yisrael has today is because of Rachel, Eishas, Rabbi Akiva. It's interesting. Throughout history, yeah? You have Sarah Schneer. You have Rebbe Tzinvichna Kaplan. Paroi understood this better than anybody. Paroi said, Lechu na hagevarim. You know the story of the mother of Rameir Shapiro? Yeah, you know that one already. So I'm not going to repeat it. But I'm going to tell you something personal. I have this chus to teach senior citizens, working people, koilo people, teenagers, and children. And I'm going to tell you one humble observation. If you see a kid, if you see a man, you could see a senior, a senior, and there's a sparkle in their eye. And they have a cheshek for learning. I would like to say always, I'm not going to say always, but I'm going to say in many situations. You could be sure there is a wife or a mother who's encouraging it. I remember there was a guy, he was like a cab driver. And in his older years, he got into the Gemara like he had, he had a geschmack in the learning. He, he's maybe what you would call, he was an Amaaret. But he got a geschmack in the learning. You know why? Because his wife would encourage him and he would walk into the shear like with a sparkle in his eye. That's the Koisoimar Liyakov Visaget Levnei Yisrael. When you see a kid who comes to the yeshiva and he's, he's excited about it. There's, there's, some, there's a twinkle in the eye. There's someone behind it. There's someone encouraging it. There's the foundation there. That's what Paray understood. 
Paris said, let the men go. As long as the women stay back in Mitzrayim, Klal Yisrael has no future. So really, it's, uh, it's very special um, what you're involved in. And you shouldn't treat it lightly. You know, the, the story, I think they printed it uh, this week, you know, with Rabbi Matisio Solomon's mother. Did you hear that one? Okay, good. Um, I actually verified this with the family. But, you know, Rabbi Matisio, I heard the story many years ago. And I tried to verify it. Nobody remembered the story. I called up Rabbi Matisio, who is like Talmud Muvak. Never heard the story. I said, I'm positive Rabbi Matisio said the story. I think he said it when he was inaugurated in the Lakewood Yeshiva. He says, it's impossible. I was there when they were machter Rabbi Matisio. He never said the story. I said, who would know the story? He said, call up Rabbi Matisio's son-in-law. So I called up the oldest son-in-law. He said, it sounds vaguely familiar. I said, who would know for sure? I don't like vaguely familiar. I need to know black and white. So he said, call the second son-in-law, Weinberg. So I called uh, Rabbi Weinberg. He said, Ramatisio uh, said it when he was honored by the Lakewood Yeshiva in the Brooklyn Marriott. For some reason, the recorder broke. Nobody recorded it. Nobody knows about it. It's like it was forgotten. So the story goes like this. Ramatisio is being honored by the Lakewood Yeshiva. He gets up to speak and he says, this is not about me. You're here tonight to honor my mother. What's he talking about? He says, Ramat, let me explain to you why I am positive I was zoicha to become the mashkiach of Lake Yeshiva. Everybody's wondering, you know, what's he talking about? He says it was uh, the 40s. And his parents were living in London. And with Aaron Cutler's yeshiva, Anybody know of Aaron Kalsh's yeshiva was originally in Kletsk. And the Nazis were on, on the trail. And they, they were going to save Rav Aaron's, uh, Aaron's life either via America or England. And if he was going to come through England, they needed someone to wait at the phone on a particular night in case the call would come in to save the life of Aaron Cutler. And that specific night, it was Friday night. And they needed someone to basically be Mechal Shabbos. They had to for Bikoch Nefashas. Be Mechal Shabbos to save the life of Rabarin Cutler. And there was a young woman. Her name was Ethel Solomon. Who was Moister Nefesh to sit in a secure bunker while it was during the Blitz where the Germans were dropping thousands of bombs after bomb after bomb in the city of London. And Ethel Solomon risked her life on Shabbos, to wait by the phone to possibly save the life of Aaron Cutler. And 70 years later, Ramatasil got up and he said, in the Zuchus, that my mother, like Miriam Hanaviah, waiting for Moshe Rabbeinu, sat at the side of the river, waiting for Moshe, my mother waited to save the life of Aaron Cutler, I am Zeichet to become the Mashkiach of Aaron Teshiva. That's what Ramatasil said over What's interesting is, we could really take this back and trace this back if we were to say all the Torah that we have today. I know we mentioned very eminent Nashim Tzidkaniyais, 
But you're not teaching in your class, you know, Nashim Tzidkaniyas. They're not Nashim Tzidkaniyas yet. You know, I always, I always say, in the Seder, there are Arbabanim. You have the Chacham, you have the Rasha, you have the Shenayah De'elishal, and you have the Tam. And there are four kids, right? But you know, there are a lot of things the night of the Seder that are four, but there's always a missing five. For example, you have uh, four questions, but you know, the, the Mishnah says there's a fifth question that they used to ask when the Beis HaMikdash stood. They used to ask, why every other night do we have roasted or cooked meat and tonight only roasted? So there's a fifth question that's hidden, that we don't ask anymore. And there are four languages of Geula from this week's parasha, but there's a fifth expression that we don't mention because it didn't happen yet. You know, that Hashem will bring us into Eretz Yisrael. And there are four cups of wine, but really there's a fifth, the case of Elio Anavi. So all the fours have a fifth that we don't talk about. So who's like, you know, the fifth son? So some say, well, the fifth son is the son that's so acculturated and so assimilated that he doesn't even show up. I don't like that explanation because it sort of doesn't fit with the other missing fifths. The other missing fifths are a fifth that we're not zoicha to yet. You know, we're not zoicha yet to go into Eretz Yisrael. We're not zoicha yet to the Kais of Elio. We're not zoicha yet to the... I believe the fifth son is the son that nobody has yet. We have a Chacham. A lot of our kids are Chachamim. A lot of our kids, they're... You know, we need to help them out a little bit. <laughs> Some of the kids, we have to develop their level of uh, sophistication. Some of them, they're Shaini Adi Alishal. But nobody has a son who's a Tzadik. Nobody has a daughter who's a Tzadikas. That's a lifetime of work. That's what we're trying to groom all of our children to become. So, we have these uh, four children, and we're trying to accomplish the fifth. Miriam Hanaviyah. You know, we, we, we said that all the Torah we have today is because of these eminent ladies. The truth is, all the Torah we have today is because of a young little girl who at the time, I don't know what level she was on, but this young little girl asked her father a very important question. There's a man by the name of Amram, and Amram was no slouch. Amram was one of the four people who never did Navera. You know who they are? Yamin, the son of Yaakov Avinu. Yishai, the father of David. Kilav, the son of David. And Amram. Amram never did Navera. But after he had a son and a daughter from Yecheved, he called it a day. And a little girl came to him and said, Tati. Yes. You're worse than Parai. Parai is only trying to kill the boys. What's, you're taking care of boys and girls. And what did Amram say? Amram said, you're right. And who was born because of that question of that little girl? Moshe Rabbeinu. So the truth is, all the Torah we have today is because of one inquisitive little Beis Yaakov girl who came over to her father who could have easily dismissed the question and could have said, you know, get lost, stop bothering me. And Amram took the question seriously. So sometimes when a little girl asks a question, that might be a very important question. The answer to that question just might bring about Geula and Torah for Klal Yisrael. So recognizing this, it puts into perspective really the tremendous chashivos of what you're involved in 
really every day. Ashrechem, you're very fortunate to be Mamish Shlucha uh, You're the agents of Hakadosh Baruch Hu to really lay the foundation and uh, build Klal Yisrael. So I wish you all bracha v'atzlacha, agetevach, and uh, we should be zeichet to hear b'surois tayvays. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.